Hi, and welcome to the Thriving and Surviving podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Markson, and I'm a mum, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and most importantly, I'm someone that loves to make waves, break stigmas, and challenge beliefs. Think of this podcast as a wine and cheese night with your besties, sharing your deepest and darkest thoughts and struggles, but also learning a thing or two. So whether you're thriving or just surviving, this podcast is here to enlighten you, heighten you, and most certainly brighten you. So let's dive right in, and I'm so glad you're here. So I feel like this first episode back is probably just going to be a big life update because things have changed substantially. So uh, for everyone that already has me on socials, you'll know I am single. Um, Tommy and I have separated. So we separated in, it was on, what was it? 17th of December. Um, We separated. So I still went on the trip to Townsville and I just took the girls on my own and oh my God, traveling on your own with children. Honestly, it was, it was challenging. It did look, it didn't help that I was obviously already very upset and emotional because we flew to Townsville on the 19th. So it was literally two days later. So I was already very heightened. Um, so I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you all about it. So literally on the day that, uh, we were flying out, I booked a really early flight cause usually that works better for the girls. So I was up at three 30 in the morning. I was like loading up the car at my, at like four 30 in the morning. And my dad has coming round so that he could help me because I had three suitcases, the pram plus the two kids. So logistically I was like, I don't, I don't actually even have enough hands to get these children in these bags to the check-in. So my dad was going to come with me to just help me with the bags and to get us on the plane. So I was already at home, like loading up the car and the way that I put the pram in, it didn't really fit. And then I like pushed the boot to get it shut and managed to break the lock of my boot. So then I couldn't open the boot again and all of the luggage was stuck in there. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, I, I don't know if I'd cried already at this point, probably. And then I've, I'm on YouTube trying to fix it. I've got the car manual out. And then my dad arrives and I was like, this is a shit show already. Like, I'm already stressed. So we ended up having to pull the car seats out of my car, put them in my dad's car. And thankfully, Tommy had actually popped in home in the, like, at, 4.30 or 5 or whatever it was in the morning at this point because he was going to say goodbye to the girls, which was adorable. So he helped like move all of the car seats and the luggage and get everything in my dad's car, which was really helpful. So finally got everything going. I'm someone that goes to the airport really, really early. So we had, like it didn't make me late for the flight because that would have been a whole other stress. So we ended up getting there, getting on the plane. And because Tommy obviously had a, he had a ticket, but he wasn't coming. But in my mind, I was like, well, like I've paid for the ticket. I'm going to use the baggage because Chili didn't have a, bag because she was just like an infant. So I had like the three checked luggages and I was like, well, I'm still going to take three bags. Um, 
And then when I've checked us in so that I could get the luggage tag, I checked Tommy in. But then when we were on the plane, they were like, well, where is he? And I was like, oh, like he, he isn't actually coming. And then the guy was like full got up me and he's like, you can't put bags under someone's name that's not here. That's a security risk. And I was like, sorry, like I didn't. I, like I didn't know that and then he's like me 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 on his radio and like I was so overwhelmed at that point that he's like you know we're gonna have to pull your bag off the-. and I'm like don't take the bag like off the plane because I like I need it it's filled with nappies and wipes like it's got the kids stuff in it um and he's like oh so it's your things I was like it's my things but and he's like oh, we're gonna have to pull it off and like put it under your name and I was like that's fine like i that's okay. And like, by the time he walked away, I just sat there and just burst into tears. I was like, this, why is this so hard? And then keeping the girls entertained for the whole flight was just like, you know how they have that expression where they're like, what's longer, like a treadmill minute or a microwave minute? It is an airplane minute with small children. I was just counting down the minutes until we landed at Townsville. And then my mum met me at the airport, thank God, um, because, again, I couldn't have gotten all of the bags off the plane. And I was so lucky that uh, one of the beautiful souls that I used to work with um, when I was at Firecom in Townsville, she lent me her ute while I was there because higher car prices were absolutely insane. So she actually organized for me before I got there. Like I hired um, two car seats for the time I was there and she took her car, got them installed in the ute for me and then she'd gone away on holiday. So her mum drove the car to the airport to um, to meet me there. So they already had the car seats in it. So I like could load everything in, put the girls in the car. And then I went and stayed with Emma for the first two nights that I was in Townsville. Cause Emma, I mean, I say new baby, but not quite new now, but, um, new, newish baby. I hadn't met Toby yet. So I went and stayed with her for the two nights and it was so good to see, Am I miss her so much. So it was actually really nice to sort of see her and like meet a couple of her friends in air that I hadn't um, met before. But, you know, when someone tells you like about somebody, you sort of like, it was nice to put like a face to name. Um, So spent the two days there. And then I drove back to Townsville and stayed in a motel for a night because my sister had flown in that day. So she was already staying at my mum's place. So there wasn't like my mum only has a two bedroom apartment. So we would not have fit. So my sister was staying there. So I was like, oh, that's fine. Like I'll get like a motel. Um, And then I'd also lined up to catch up with my um, cousin and her kids that day. So it was like this giant just racing back from air, dumped the bags in this motel, went into this catch up and then went back to the motel And I suppose like I'd never stayed in a motel before with kids on my own. And I was like, oh, this is actually scary. I guess there was a lot of things like even living at home at first, I was like, oh, like I'm so used to having a man there, I suppose, and feeling protected. So it was, I don't know, like it it, it felt different where I was like, oh, like if someone was to break in and attack us, like I, it's, it's just me. I don't know. It was just, it made me a bit, I don't know, nervous, I suppose, but it was fine. But I realized, so Chili goes to sleep 
in the cot completely on her own. She's a dream. But because it was just the one room motel, she was like, well, I'm not sleeping um, if I can if I can see you guys. So Callie and I had to literally hide in the bathroom of this little motel room until Chili fell asleep and couldn't see us. And then I was like, okay, now we can go into bed. And we just ordered like Uber Eats and watched a little bit of TV. And then like we went to sleep. And then the next day we went to Magnetic Island for two nights. Um, And when we'd gotten over to Magnetic Island, I realized I'd left the port-a-cot in the ute and I could have screamed because I didn't have like a bed for Chili and she's used to just going to sleep on her own. So the first night I was like walking around with her trying to like, she just would not go to sleep and I'm crying. And I was like, this is so stressful. Like what, what have I, what have I done? Like, why did I do this? I shouldn't even have gone. I was like, I'm just going to book a flight. I'm going to go back to Brisbane. This is too hard. I'm too stressed. I'm alone. Like my mum and sister were there, like, you know, trying to help and keeping Callie entertained. But I was just so overwhelmed at that point. And I actually ended up having a FaceTime with Tommy and I was like, had a giant meltdown. And he was like, Tommy is good at giving solutions. So he was like, look, like, why don't you just build build a porta cot like put some blanket on the ground, stack the suitcases around, box her in, put her on the ground, go outside and she'll probably fall asleep. And I was like, "Huh, did it?" And it worked. I was like, "Brilliant." So that's what we did the second night is I literally made a porta cot out of like where the bed was and like the wall and suitcases. It was literally like a little animal pen, but that was ch- Chili's and she slept and I was like, "Thank God. And the rest of the time of the island was actually really, really good because I actually love Magnetic Island. It's so beautiful. So the rest of the trip was really good. We then got the ferry back um, and then that was on Christmas Eve. I'm pretty sure we came back and then we went then and stayed for two nights, no, three nights um, at my stepdad's place, which was really good to spend some time with him because he's an early bird as well. So it was nice having someone to chat to early in the morning um, when we wake up because I think my sister was really struggling at that point, having to wake up at before 9am, which is I think what she's used to because my girls get up at, you know, 4.35. Um, so that was really, really good because obviously being in Brisbane, I just, I don't know, I just haven't had much of a chance to catch up. So that was really good. Um, and then we went and spent Christmas day with my grandparents, which was the main reason, like it was the reason why we sort of went back to Townsville is to spend Christmas with my grandparents because my granddad is really unwell. So I really wanted him to be able to spend Christmas with the girls. So we went, we did that, which was really good. The girls had the best time. Um, and then after the three nights at my stepdad, we went and stayed with my friend Ash, who is and her husband and their um, Callie's godparents, her other godparents other than Maddie, which was also so good to spend time with them. And it's tricky because I loved seeing all of my friends and family, but holy Christ, was it hard having to almost every 48 hours load up the whole car, get the kids in the car, drive to the next place, get the kids out of the car, get all the things out of the car, reset up again. When up until that point, I was so used to every time I traveled, like I hadn't done that on my own. I always had Tommy there and, you know, we would split it as as a team or one of us would do that and one of us would watch the kids. So figuring out, I guess, how to sort of do that on my own 
was hard when I was also obviously very upset and emotional still with the separation. So Townsville overall was honestly one of the most challenging 10 days of my life. And then, you know, when we flew back to Brisbane, um, Chili, Chili was that child that she screamed for about half an hour straight um, because she was tired, because the flights got delayed. Thank you, Jetstar, as usual. The flights got delayed, and I, th- I thought I'd timed it perfectly, but because it got pushed back an hour and a half, it was right when she was supposed to be sleeping. So I was, like, watching everyone sort of just look at me, and I was like, well, like, there is literally nothing, nothing I can do here. So, um, and then she passed out of my arms, so I just, like, held her, for the next hour while she slept in my arms and just sat there again and just cried. Like I was so sad that I sort of just any moment I had to just kind of cry to let it out a little bit. I absolutely did do that. Um, and then obviously we came back from Townsville. Um, and then I then had to, I literally went back to work the day after, um, we got back from Townsville and I can't even, I can't even remember actually. I'm, I can't remember if maybe, I'm not sure if Tommy looked after the girls or if I had a friend come look after the girls. I can't even remember, but Tommy and I haven't worked out what our um, care or anything is going to look like that going forwards yet. Like we're still sort of navigating that space. Um, but, you know, obviously like I'm really hopeful that going forwards in that space, like everything we do will always be in the girl's best interest because at the end of the day, like I love those little girls so much that I would never do anything spiteful or whatever towards him to their detriment. So the relationship that him and I have, the better that is, the easier it is going to be for the kids growing up because there is nothing worse than feeling like you almost have to buffer out your parents' relationship as a child, like that is a burden I would never put on the girls. So regardless of, you know, my personal feelings or being hurt or anything like that, like I I do have this goal of ending up, you know, I mean, friends sort of sounds like a stretch, obviously, while things are all quite heightened, but like, you know, a goal of being very amicable and like, look, I hope one day, you know, we're friends because that would just be so much nicer for the girls. And at the end of the day, like their happiness is honestly all I care about at this point. But oh my Lord, becoming a single mum. I definitely have a whole new appreciation of just the things I took for granted. I mean, I've had a lot of long-term relationships before and, you know, usually in a breakup, the like yay bits is yay, now I can just do me and like yay, now I've got all this freedom. But when there is kids, it's like, I'm actually doing less me and I have less freedom because now I have less help and it is the there aren't all of these yays that you normally have to sort of make yourself feel good. So it was definitely different um, to breakups that I've had prior. And of course, obviously, breakups you have prior, you also have the option of never seeing that person or having anything to do with them again. Whereas obviously when you... 
have made little people together um, you, that was sort of making the choice that that person is going to be in your life forever to some degree. So it's all very different. It's all a lot of new territory for both of us that, you know, we're navigating. Um, I'm someone and like, look, I've talked about mental health in other um, episodes, the one that Maddie and I um, talked about um, you know, the proactivity there where I had actually already booked in to see a new, um, psychologist prior to all of this going down. Um, so the fact that I had stuff already booked in for January, I was like high-fiving like previous Amanda, because I was like, this is actually going to be very helpful, um, to have someone to professionally, you know, bounce off to, just wrap my head around things and, you know, process things in a really healthy way so that I'm able to, you know, move forwards and be the best mum I can be um, in this different sort of circumstance. But it's just been a little bit tricky to navigate because obviously for me, a big part of my mental health is, you know, exercise and going to the gym, which I used to do in the morning before the girls woke up when Tommy was here. Whereas now I obviously can't do that because I can't just leave the girls unattended. So I'm having to work out a whole new routine just for me and my um, training. So I'm not too sure what's going to happen with prep now because I was obviously planning to compete in October, but I am very conscious that I don't want to put unnecessary pressure and expectations on myself when I still am finding my footing with everything else going on. And I also don't like half doing things. So if I'm not going to have the ability to put in what I know is required of me in a prep, because thankfully, look, it is not my first rodeo. I am very aware of how hard I actually have to work to compete. So if I know that I'm not going to have that to give, um, I won't do it. I will just wait until, you know, things settle down and look at doing potentially next year instead. I'm also weighing up what to do with my surgery because I have got a ruptured implant and I was planning on getting that replaced. But now obviously I'm conscious of putting myself in a position where A, finances, because it is expensive and Things are obviously different now on the financial front, being on my own as to what I can and can't make work. And then, of course, care of the kids, because for those of you that have had, you know, implants done before, there's going to be, you know, those first two weeks where I'm not really going to be able to lift the girls. And when I initially had made this decision to do this surgery, I did not know I was going to be single. So things have changed. So I'm just weighing up, you know, uh, the pros and cons and the risks, I suppose, with not doing a surgery and or, or waiting. So I actually had my phone consult with the surgeon just before I started recording this podcast. Um, so if I do do the surgery, they're just going to swap the implants straight out um, and just slightly increase it. So I've got 365s in at the moment. We were just going to swap those two out and then just pop 500s in not doing a lift. He said the capsule that's already formed there will be fine to sort of support it. And I mean, I don't need them sitting up under my chin now. So like, you know, I'm a mom. It's fine. I'm actually stoked with how they've sort of lifted and where they're sitting now because these bad boys were huge when I was 
breastfeeding. So I'm really happy with them. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm yeah, not phased about not getting a lift. And I also did not want to spend the money because the price of swapping it with the lift was 27 grand and that literally hurts my soul. So not doing with the lift and it being a fair bit cheaper, thank God, because at the moment I am very conscious with money, just making everything work and, you know, redoing my budgets and just looking, making the life necessary lifestyle changes, I suppose, going from, you know, being in a two income household to being in a one, um, very different. So There has been a lot of change. And as I've said in episodes before, I do not like change. Um, I struggle with being adaptive. And that is probably somewhere where, you know, Tommy and I were on opposite ends of the spectrum because he is very last minute change kind of guy. And I've never been a last minute change kind of gal. So navigating this new space now when, you know, we are so different is definitely going to not be without its challenges, but hopefully the communication will be there and, you know, we will, we will just make it work for these two beautiful little girls. So, but I know I did, um, like when I did announce that, you know, Tommy and I had separated, I got bombarded with messages because no one, no one that wasn't in like my immediate circle sort of saw it coming because, it was an area, I suppose, like I was very open about, you know, the fact Tommy and I did marriage counseling and stuff. Like we talked about that in a different episode. Um, I think it might've even been the last one, um, last year, but I am very conscious that Tommy is a far more private person than me. And I try and be very respectful of his comfort levels on things that, you know, like I share because I obviously am more of a sharer. So, I will definitely be sharing all sorts of things to do with, you know, how I'm navigating being a single parent um, and, you know, my my journey in this space, but I will be a lot, I, I will be radio silent or up to, you know, not answer or explain things that more specifically involve him just so he can keep his privacy in that. Um, I am very conscious of that. So if you think, you know, there's certain areas that I'm skimming over, I'm not really going into, I am actually doing that on purpose. And I have also gone back on um, working in taking anxiety medication, which I did talk about on my story, which is so funny because like in the episode that I did with Maddie last year, I talked about not being, not being medicated and not having been medicated since I was like, you know, 19 or whatever it was that I, you know, I didn't actually really give medication a proper try then, but I am very committed to doing that now just because, you know, the coping mechanisms I suppose I used to have when I was overwhelmed was like, I could go out with friends and I could blow off some steam or I could just drop it and go to the gym. And like, I had all of these things that I could just do to make myself feel better. But obviously when you're a mum and you've got kids, I can't just go do these things when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or anxious. So I was very proactive in putting more things in place um, so that I had more of a bandwidth to be able to just sort of dig my heels in and push through because I didn't have the luxury of, you know, not having the children. Um, I've had them majority of the time since we had split. So I didn't get that break. It's just been parenting, work, parenting, work. And 
I haven't had that opportunity or I am calling it the luxury because it was a luxury and it is a luxury to be able to do the things to just bring myself down because I know my triggers and I know how to de-escalate myself. But when I can't physically do the things, um, it's, it's a challenge. So, um, one of the things that, you know, my, the new psych said is, you know, a lot of the things that you normally have in your toolkit, you can't use right now. Um, then that, or they're not working. So that's what we're going to work on is we're going to be, you know, adding to your toolkit and giving you some different things that you can apply in this circumstance. So I was like, cool. Like I'm actually really excited to work with her and, to do that and really explore and grow into this space. And already, like, it's been over a month now since we separated and I'm feeling the light. Like, I'm seeing the light. Like, it's, I feel like it's getting better every day. Um, it, now that I've wrapped my head around it, um, I am excited for 2024, Um, It certainly didn't start how I was expecting to start, but I'm excited about where 2024 is going to take me. So life update, um, that's where everything is at at the moment. I am, oh my God, the level of gratefulness though, like whilst, whilst I've been heartbroken, I have simultaneously felt so loved and supported. I've had mums from my mum group making me meals and dropping them off. I've had, they literally put put in together and got me like a big Uber Eats gift card. I've had friends checking on me. The day that Tommy and I separated, I ended up going and seeing Maddie and she like had wine and flowers and ran me a bath with candles and just like loved on me. Like I've been so supported by my friends and my family have been absolutely incredible helping me, you know, with care. Cause I've obviously got night shifts where daycare is not open. Um, because the hours at the fire department, I can't even do a day shift because the daycare isn't open early enough. So I've had to lean so hard on my friends and family and every single one of them have been there with arms out to catch me and, like they they honestly will never understand how much i appreciate every single one of them and honestly even just the number of people that i did, that even the ones that i don't know that have sent me messages saying you know it's hard you're going to get through this every single message has picked me up that tiny little bit because i have definitely had some rough days where you know, it's just been so challenging and all of those, every little bit has helped and just made my heart feel so full. So whilst this has been hard, I am so grateful that I am not going through this alone. And for anyone that is like, I will literally be your hat girl. I will be your friend. DM me because nobody should be in this, in this space alone. So on that sort of positive spin note, um, I'm going to wrap this episode up, but I just felt like so much had happened that I had to just sort of dive right in, bring everything up to speed. And then, you know, from next week, we're actually going to be going into some funner topics. Mm-hmm.